I'm just going to warn you now. I've been thinking it's Thursday all day long, so I don't know how this show's going to go. But it is Wednesday, February 28th, and I'm so happy that you are joining us because we have a pretty exciting show, if I do say so myself. Coming up at 3.30, we're going to be joined by Grammy and Academy Award winner Melissa Etheridge. And we're not really talking about her music. We're talking about something she is doing for our area. She's got a very close friend here, and so uh, she's going to be in town. But she's going to tell us about a not-for-profit. She's going to tell us about a new restaurant opening up here in St. Louis. So if all things go well, she's joining us at 3.30. Then we'll check in with Ike Jachi. Uh, It looks like Congress could actually be close to a government funding deal. Uh, no, don't say it. I know. Sounds too good to be true. We'll see. I I we'll won't see. believe it till I okay. see it in writing. Yeah, and then, as we usually do on Wednesdays, Lauren Risley, Lauren Risley Realty will join us. And um, there are several things that you can do that can lower your home insurance, which might be surprising to some people. So Lauren's going to run through that rather lengthy list. Lengthy? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of one thing that you can do. Huh. So she'll tell us. I love having her with us because so many great tips when it comes to things you should be fixing around your house or things you could kind of wait on. If you do these tips and mm-hmm. tricks to lower your homeowner's insurance, can you use that as a selling feature when you go to sell your house? We'll ask Lauren, and then we'll check in with uh, ABC News' Jason Nathanson a little later in the 4 o'clock. I mentioned yesterday that Wendy's was planning this surge pricing thing, kind of like Uber or Lyft if it's a or the Cardinals busy or time of day. The St. Louis Music Park. Where then the price goes up a little bit. Well, now Wendy's seems to be backpedaling, even though a spokesperson went on record saying this is what they're going to do. So we'll get the latest on that story. I think there was so much backlash on that. I don't know how they could come out with this and say this and think people are going to be excited. Yeah, I, I don't either. Especially if it isn't like there are certain times of the day where it's going to drop. Now, if you're going to do that, I see people leaving work and going to get their lunch early and coming back. Well, Max just said uh, that he would go right when he gets off of work, which is 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. which is not a peak time If it was going to be cheaper. If it would be cheaper. Right. So I, I think, well, I think they rolled it out all wrong if that was indeed their plan. And then, you guys, we're done because Mizzou plays Florida. Tip-off is 5.30, but the pregame starts at 5 o'clock. So we're going to cram a bunch of stuff in to these two hours on this Wednesday afternoon. Stories that divide the Internet, and I want to see if it divides us. I want your vote on the Woods Basement Systems text line 84126. I guess... There is now a debate that guests should be charged for their meals at a wedding. Yes? No? Is this, you're throwing this big party, you're bringing the gift, 
Or would you rather, let's do this. We'll just throw it a dip. Would you rather not bring a gift and pay for the meal because you want to be a part of the celebration? Or do you want to have this dinner and then you bring the gift? I'm against it, like right on the face of it. But Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out how they would charge me. Like, is this like... It could be like Eventbrite. Go online to sign up to come to my wedding and have your credit card handy. (laughs) No, I think it's more you have to sign up on Eventbrite just like you're going to a private event. Buy tickets. Or a... A ticketed event. Or a a charity event. Wedding of the season. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Can I I get some sort of excuse or reason? Somebody saying, hell... No. Yeah, I just won't go to your wedding. Well, I mean, that's okay. So that's the question. Can somebody give me a reason why this would be because a good it's gotten idea? so expensive? And I think just trying to cut the cost, and they want people to show up. You know how many people RSVP and then don't show up, and you're out whatever that plate cost. I so um, graduated from college, two thousand five. Maybe 2006. I can't remember. Uh, I was on the six-year plan. My friend Brian was the first person to get married of my age that I knew. Mm-hmm. And he sent out the invites, and I RSVP'd back, and I said, I'll be there. Wouldn't miss it for the world. And then a float trip came up, and oh, I, I skipped it. Yeah. Not thinking it's a big deal. Does he hold it against you today? He said to me years later... Just wait until you get married. get married. And I don't know if we had anybody that signed up and skipped or whatever, but, I mean, I'm not, like, looking at you right now as a dollar sign. Like, <laughs> remember when Josh cost me 75 bucks? Yeah, but if you have three or four people do that, all of a sudden, that's adding up. No, things come up, you know? I... Mm-mm. I, you know, I, I couldn't tell you who was even at my wedding. It was such a blur, such a blur. You know, we sent out the thank you notes and all that stuff. I tried to talk to as many people as I possibly could. If you weren't at the wedding and you had RSVP'd, I probably wouldn't have even noticed. You know? Hmm. I'm going to say that at least if my parents have, you know, are footing the bill. I'm going to say for my sisters, they're going to notice. I think most people notice if somebody RSVP'd. And my sister had a huge wedding. Did she notice the people that signed up and didn't? Did she make note of this? Well, I think you do because you're sending out the thank you notes. You're sending out all of it. If there are certain people, because you're going through it and you have uh, certain table arrangements and if you come in to a lot of weddings you grab your place card and you but on the day of my wedding i'm running all over the place i'm getting set up in the morning we do the wedding we go off we have pictures we come back to the reception i have a drink i say hi to a bunch of people i'm not taking inventory i'm not saying you are in that moment asking people to counting heads there to make sure that i'm saying Later on, you're like, oh, my gosh, so-and-so wasn't there. Maybe it's two weeks later. but And and if it was like that, again, I don't know if anybody skipped out on the wedding. I'm not holding a grudge or not thinking, well, 
Thank God we invited them. They just what cost us a plate for your wedding. I don't remember. I think it was probably it was Sugar Fire. And I think it was probably Was like, it a sit down? It was or a, it was like a kind of go through a buffet and you grab plate what you and want. You go up and you, you yeah. I think they, that's also different. I mean, some I of these weddings bucks. are $110 a plate. Depending on where it is. Someone says, they know, Josh. They know if you're not there. Someone says, Josh, you're in the wrong here. Look, I was 23 years old. I've learned. I've learned. I did have my own wedding, so. Yeah. You know, this guy was right. I've learned by now. Um, But $75 times how many guests don't show up. It's all about the money. I mean, should I be holding grudges against people? I'm not saying you should. I said there are some people that do. Right. I mean, if if you don't care, but I think that there, I think it's a really important thing that you RSVP and you do show up. Or if there's something happening at the last minute and you can't, I think it's kind and respectful to say, hey, this, I just had a relative die. We are not going to make it. And I, I think some people would even say, let me know. I will. Pay for my plate oh, in that right, instance right. if that's going to. Hi, Ryan. A really fun float trip just came up. Can I pay for my plate? Oh, I, I think if, if. If it were today, I would do that. Yeah. I think it's a, a different thing. Somebody going back to would you pay for it? I'm, no, it's so tacky. Uh, I'm not going and sending a, a gift. Never charge at a wedding. Uh, even in biblical times, when Jesus changed the water to wine, he didn't charge for it. Not just no, but oh, hell no. It's crazy. <laughs> there are always going to be no-shows. That's true. No reason to have a big reception. Uh, How? Somebody else said, Heidi, have to disagree. I don't remember the wedding much. It was a blur. Disagree with which part? I'm I not think- saying you should charge for it. I'm I'm throwing it out there. I would never do it. Uh, I think that they're agreeing with me. Yeah, now, I'm not. I'm going on a ledge here. They're agreeing with me, but I think that the wedding's a blur. You don't really know who's there and who's not. You know who's there. How about this? But you just don't know who's not. Yeah. Um, how much do you give as a gift? I think it depends on how you know, well you know them. Do you give cash or do you go on to the registry? And I, bring a toaster. I typically try to go to the registry and then have it shipped. Shipped. Oh, thank you. So you're you. not carrying. I don't think they want to thank carry you. it all. <laughs> Somebody said the bill payer would notice. I like the idea of having a choice to pay for the meal or the gift. Uh, somebody said, what a terrible move, Josh. 23 or not, you were an adult at the time. I would argue that I was not mm. an adult. Technically, in the eyes legally of the government, I could vote and be sentenced and charged as an adult, but uh, let's be honest. Okay, look at this. 16 years ago, my daughter got married, $104 a plate for a sit-down dinner. Let me tell you, I know who didn't show, and I know who brought extra people. Now that— Oh, who's bringing extras? Yeah. (laughs) Somebody said, I'm holding a grudge for being invited to a bridal shower, gave a gift, and not invited to the wedding. Whoa. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Somebody says it's the chance the couple should take. If you want to know who really loves you or likes you, invite them to your wedding. As far as oh, that goes with ask it. Ask them to pay for mm-hmm. their own for their own meal. If the plate is 75 bucks a plate and someone brings a $75 check, then 
Is it a wash? That's just a wash. Yeah, but that's not the way it goes. You've planned for it, and you have a certain amount of seats at the table. You don't just pull in an extra chair for these kinds of things. At least, I don't think so. We only could invite 125 people. We invited wisely at $100 a person. It sucks that a no-show could have been someone else. Yeah. Uh, exact. Uh, cancel within five days or before the count goes in for the dinner, then they can get their money back. That's only fair. It's not only about the money, but it costs for the meal. It's the people that come and don't give a gift as well, but I won't uh, charge anybody for the meal. $100 to $200 for a gift. That's what somebody texted it. Mm-hmm. Woods Basement Systems text line. That's that's a good gift. Yeah, I. You know what I I did take note of the people who gave two hundred bucks. There was like three or four of them. Yeah, went to a coworker's wedding. All she talked about was the cheesecake wedding cake. Got to the reception cash bar. We were not told in advance, and cake wasn't that great. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, just wait until you come to the wedding. This cheesecake. Ugh. Is it appropriate to have people at your bachelor party that you didn't invite to your wedding? I don't think so. With my buddy's crazy wife, I had a huge problem with it. I invited some extra people to come on the bachelor party because, you know, it's it's my bachelor party. Mm-hmm. But I'm inviting, you know, my future brother-in-law. I'm inviting, you know, my brother who doesn't necessarily know my friends. Right. So I but invited- they're all coming to the wedding. Well, the brother-in-law and my brother are, but I told the brother-in-law, invite your buddy Pat, who I knew, but I knew probably wasn't coming to the wedding, and just said, would you want to come to New Orleans? And he said, sure. So I think he knew he wasn't coming to the wedding, but, you know, I think most guys would probably tell you they'd rather go on the bachelor party anyway. Bachelor party and probably bachelorette party are not the same. As far as that goes. Oh, I don't know. I heard about what my wife did in Nashville. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about what is happening at the party. I'm saying I think women probably oh, would get their feelings, feelings hurt if oh. they're in. Oh, I because see. also, the bachelorette party, that's not always cheap. You're, As you just mentioned, it's in Nashville. You're spending money to go somewhere. You're going to, you know, pick up the bill for lots of different things. You're staying in a hotel. So it, think if that's part of it then you probably want to be a part of the wedding too somebody said i do remember some people who showed up at the wedding that i didn't invite uh went to a wedding they asked for guests to help pay for their mortgage instead of gifts yeah i've I've seen that. that too yeah just to have like if you'd rather donate money here's where it's going tell me if this is wrong and I'll I'll try to get Jeff Zufall to do the breakdown. We put a lot of the wedding on credit mm-hmm. and used some student loans to help Money? to help fund the wedding. And then we took the cash that we got from the wedding to put a down payment on a house. So I don't know if we're up or down. You know, obviously we're down because the wedding cost three times as much as the cash that we got. But it helped us get into our first home, which we have since sold and made a boatload of money. Luckily for us. Right. We got lucky. But 
I wouldn't have had the cash otherwise. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can't put a down payment on a house on a credit card, but I can certainly pay for a wedding with one. Right? You following me here? I, I'm following. Yeah. So give cash at the wedding in, hopes, in the hopes with the stipulation that they use it for a down payment on a house. Now, this is cool. Somebody said they used their dollar dance money to pay the bar bill. That's super okay. cool. Right? Yeah. I think people would feel better about doing that than just paying at the bar. Yeah. As a cash bar. Sometimes I just wish I could go to the wedding, to the church, or wherever it is, and not... The reception? The reception. Huh. Uh, the little girl that grew up with my daughter and always went places with us and with my parents got married. My daughter wasn't even invited. I know there's a cost and a headcount issue, but we still wanted to be uh, invited and be a part of the wedding. I, it's a very sensitive subject. Well, money always is. Well, money and I think wedding because this is such a big deal, especially if you're, at least you feel close to the family or the wedding couple and other people are invited and maybe you aren't. I, I think it, there's so many variables that go into it, but... Again, I, I think it's a, a tough one. I think you definitely learn as you get older that you need to RSVP and you need to let people know if you're going to back out at the last time. I mean, it's just I feel like being a responsible adult. Has there been a wedding that you weren't invited to and you still think about it to this day? I haven't been invited to? Yep. My buddy Ryan, not a different Ryan. A lot of friends named Ryan mm-hmm, got apparently. married, and it seemed like the wedding invite list was seventy-five her, twenty-five him. I was left off. I thought we were pretty close at the time. I was like, "Well, that's weird," but I don't hold it against him. I still talk to him all the time. Hmm. I, frankly, I blame his wife, but you know, I'm not. So you do hold it against one of them. Well, <laughs> That's I'll, not true. I'll blame her. Okay, but if but, I saw her out at dinner, I would just be like, hey, what's going on? You know? I'm still. Not, I, but I'm not, like, holding a grudge. I would like to define what holding a grudge is because I you remember just, it, but I'm not treating them any differently because of it. Just talking about her on the radio. Well, I didn't use her name. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know that there is a particular wedding that sticks out for me. That you didn't get invited to? The, oh, now, I, I do. Uh, I, I threaten, you know, Jennifer Blome if she gets married and doesn't tell me. Like, that one will be, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not invited. There are certain people if how, it would happen. And How many times has she I wasn't been married? invited. How many times has Jennifer been married? A couple. A couple. Yeah. Was but, that, that was pre-Heidi, though? Yes, all okay. pre-Heidi. So, you know, one day. Cash bars are getting to be more of a thing at weddings or open beer, wine, and soda, and then cash for liquor, and no one remembers to bring cash to the wedding to tip the bartender. So now I have to have a Venmo account so I can make some money. That's according to Liz, our friend of the show. Decided that the people who I'd seat by the bathroom didn't need to be invited. Okay. That's funny. That's an interesting one. So Liz is a bartender by trade at parties and... She at the Fox. Uh, she at the Fox. Yeah. Uh, and 
But I don't know if she bartends at the Fox. People don't have cash to tip her. That happens to me all the time. Mm -hmm. Go to a nice event. Oh, I don't have any cash. Right. Who does? Who does have cash? Yeah. So she created a Venmo account. Venmo me your tips. Mm -hmm. I'd do that. Well, I've seen that even with musicians who are out playing, like, at a... A restaurant. Do they have a maybe. QR code? They have a QR code yeah. and you can scan it and tip them that way, which I think is smart. If you know someone who got married multiple times, at what number wedding do you have to, you know, can you quit giving them a present? I think they usually say, hey, don't worry about a present. Okay. As far as that goes, I, th- I think that's up to the. I'm the in person. my 50s now and I have everything I need. Yeah. Just come to the wedding. Exactly. Okay. But. Anyway, Liz is the bartender at Sheldon. Weddings are getting to be so expensive, too expensive. Justice of the peace and nice dinner with close friends and family afterwards. I'm with you. But then Heidi, we, Heidi eloped. Yes, we ran off and went to Vegas. It's 3.30, and uh, we need to check in with Captain Paul Kopsky, find out what the roads look like. Heidi, the latest is a two-vehicle crash on northbound 270 before Olive blocking the right two lanes. That has traffic backed up to Ledoux and 64. There's debris in the roadway on 270 north past Olive and on eastbound 364 past Kisker. A stalled vehicle on 64 east past Maryville Center Drive is blocking the right lane. And southbound 55 is nearly bumper to bumper at Carondelet and Weber, but it thins out a little at Bayless. From the KTRS Traffic Center, I'm Captain Paul Kopsky on the Big 550 KTRS. Somebody says the older I get, the more I like not being invited. I think young folks get their feelings hurt. I'm kind of with you on that one. But you know where you don't need an invite and you can go any time of day? Club Fitness, because it is the ultimate fitness experience. I'm talking 19 area locations. As I just mentioned, open 24 hours a day. But they kind of have... Everything that you could possibly want, because if you like that small feel, like a boutique studio that focuses on one or two things, they offer that at Club Fitness with the Pulse Studio and the uh, Burn Zone and the Cycle Studio. And then if you want group exercise, there's more than 400 classes each week to choose from. And then you've got all the kind of, I don't want to say relaxation, that's a portion of it, but it's also the rejuvenation and getting your body back. And that's with the dry saunas and the red light therapy. There's a smoothie bar. So really, whatever it is you're looking for, you can find it at Club Fitness and you can learn more. Find one near you. Just go to clubfitness.us. She is a rock icon, a Grammy, and Academy Award winner. But more importantly, for this interview, Melissa Etheridge is a dear friend of Kathy and Jerome Jenkins, owners of Kathy's Kitchen in Ferguson. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here over the radio waves. Yeah. So, Melissa, before we get to the topic at hand, where mm-hmm. did you watch the Super Bowl and how would you describe your excitement? People don't understand. So many people were like, because I'm in L.A., and they were like, yeah, you're going to the Super Bowl in Vegas. I said, you don't understand. This is a serious thing for me, and I need to be surrounded by loving people 
and and quiet people, <laughs> and I need to concentrate on my Super Bowl. So I was in my living room, and because of you, Miss Taylor Swift, my <laughs> teenage daughter watched with me for the first time. I had all three of my kids and my wife, and we all watched, it, and I didn't breathe for the whole time until McCole Hardman caught that <laughs> over time. Exactly. Well, well, now, here's the thing, Melissa. I'm thinking, well, maybe she's a big, uh, she's out in L.A. Maybe she's a big Niners fan, but you're a Chiefs no. fan? Oh, born and raised. Good Lord, born and, I was born and raised in Leavenworth, Kansas, and my father uh, my father was actually from St. Louis, and he had been a Cardinals fan, but when he got a job in Leavenworth in the early 60s, that's when you know the Kansas City Chiefs came in '61, I think, to uh, to Kansas City, and he just became a huge fan. And I remember the 1970 uh, Super Bowl we won against the Vikings, and I've just been a huge, although 50 years of suffering, uh-huh. fan. And, and, and now it's just delightful. It, it's our time finally. Yeah. So you and Kathy met several years ago when you just popped into her fantastic restaurant, Kathy's Kitchen, yeah. and now she's opening a second place. What do you know about Ooh. it? Oh, well, I know it's it, it's a wonderful project that's called the r r Marketplace, and it is doing so much for the uh, neighborhood around there, for all of um, Ferguson and Dalton, right? Is that mm, Delwood, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, it's... They they are uh, opening their second one there, and so I just I told them I said, look, I got to be a part of this. I got to come out, and although it won't be open Saturday night when I'm there, it is almost open. They almost got it by the time I was there, but we're gonna we're gonna have a little uh, get together on Saturday night. So I mean, you travel the world. You wrote a song in reaction to the mass shooting that took place at Pulse nightclub in Orlando. But what struck you about our area that made you want to help out here? You know, it's the people. It's absolutely the people. My father was from St. Back there is, is you know, it's kind of a home. I used to, you know, get, go visit my, uh, you know, family, my father's family there. And it's just, it's the people. I, I, I love Midwestern people. I love the area. I think it is, it is growing. I love what, I, I love that, um, the people in Ferguson and, and everyone around that whole uh, space, they all they didn't lay down and go, we're just victims. No, they're like, OK, let's let's move forward. Let's be for something, not against it. And and I'm always for that kind of energy. Well, you talked about R&R Marketplace, and I know Refuge and Restoration is a not for profit that yeah. I mean, they have a workforce training center, early education, uh, childhood education, banking department. They really try to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's beautiful what they've got going there. Everything is focusing. Everything has a little focus on mental health, on getting people. Uh, a, a, an exciting area that, that has opportunity. Yeah, it really is exciting. And as you mentioned, you're coming to town. How often do you get to town just to hang out with Kathy and Jerome? Uh, we try to get there once a year. They've taken us to the St. Louis Zoo. We went to the Arch and had a lot of fun. You know, we did the, the tourist stuff with my kids, and my kids and their kids just, you know, love each other, and we all always have a great time. And, and um, we just, you know, go and eat great food, and I just hang out there as often as I can. You know, you also uh, took her along to the, the Grammys, and I was seeing all <laughs> kinds of videos with her and John Bon Jovi and Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. I mean, tell me about that experience. Well, this is, this is 
guess what? Kathy and Jerome are so special. I, I love taking them to like the big events that I have because you know they're just they're very impressive. They're beautiful, um, you know, articulate, uh, personal, very. Their personality never met a stranger. Yeah, so they're yeah, so they're backstage with me. I'm talking to Shania Twain, and all of a sudden I realize, and Jerome and Kathy are next to me, and all of a sudden I, I look over, and uh, Kathy is is hugging Paul McCartney, and I'm like, <laughs> what what's going on? Wait a minute, and and they've got their arms around each other like they're old friends. I'm like, what what's going on? What's happening? And and that's just the way Kathy is. She's just she's just full of love, and she radiates love, and and. Jerome films it, so there you go. <laughs> and if uh, people have not been to Kathy's Kitchen, what do you suggest they order? Oh, well, my favorite, and it's my favorite in the whole wide world, and I have been around the world, is the catfish tacos. They're just, you you can't get any better. I'm, I'm here to say that. But anything you order is just, it's made with love, and that's the special ingredient, and it tastes so good, and I dream about it all the time. Yeah. She's going to feed us this weekend. That's that's the deal. I get some food, and I'll do this. <laughs> so, somebody on our text line says, please let Melissa know that we have listeners in northeast Kansas. So not, not far from Leavenworth is what they're saying. So you'll be in town for uh, this gig. Is there any way people can get in, or this is a private event? Hmm. You know, it's it's very limited. If you're willing to you know, bring and bring some support, I think uh, I think you can get in. Yeah, bring bring a little. You know, we're looking for contributions and and stuff. Yeah, check it out. All right. Well, I'll uh, text Kathy and and see if I can pass anything along yeah. as far as that goes. And this is just one more gig because you are on a tour and it is a busy one when i'm looking at your schedule you'll actually be back here at st louis music park august 13th with indigo girls have you ever been on the bill with them before no can you believe it and no how crazy is that crazy that's what i i said finally someone's like hey this might be a good show <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so come on out oh my gosh i can't wait indigo girls you know, if you saw the Barbie movie, you know, Closer to Fine. Mm-hmm. And and myself, it's going to be a rocking night, night full of a lot of songs you know and love. Yeah, I'll be back there. So looking forward to it. All right. Well, thank you for everything you're doing to help us here in St. Louis. We truly appreciate it. Well, much love to you all. Thank you. Here's another question for you. I mean, we're talking about weddings, but would you choose comfort food or gourmet food if you had your choice? Can I get a definition of comfort food? Mm, Mac and cheese. Cornbread. Probably, yeah. Why do I think of Southern cooking when I think of comfort food? Because you think butter. Butter. Making it better. Chili. Yeah. Uh, and then fine dining would be like a steak with maybe a, or a, a carrot on the side. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe a little uh, sea bass or lobster or something fancier. You know, don't tell my wife, but today for lunch I had a pulled pork sandwich and the waitress said, would you like to put mac and cheese on top of that? And I said, right on top? And she said, right on top. And I said, Go ahead and do it. What was the dish? <laughs> it was just a pulled pork sandwich. 
Oh, with mac and cheese? Yeah. But he got sweet potato fries, Heidi, so a little bit oh, of a healthy option. Right. Things all out. Right. Yeah. The sweet potato fries are good for you, right? I feel like you crave <laughs> certain things at different times, don't you? I mean, as far as <laughs> for sure, if you're going to want pizza or pasta or burgers, I mean, that's what I would kind of call the comforty foods. Or if you're looking to be a little fancier, maybe. I, I would probably say rule of thumb, comfort food. Yeah. Right? I think that's where most of us are. Bean soup and cornbread, somebody on the uh, text line. What's bean soup? Like a black bean? I think you do a black Probably bean, you like do a, a navy bean. bean. There's all kinds of different. I mean, there's brothy? pea soup. Oh, pea soup. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. See? <laughs> I like it, actually. Pea soup? Yeah. I like soups. Is there a good place in town For- to, to go get soup? Where's George Mayhee? Where's Ian Frobe? I think there are a lot of great places. I don't think that there is one place with just soups. It's always like two soups on the menu. Have you ever remember this place called Zoop? I think with a Z. No, I think it was right up the street here in Creevecore. They had this great chowder soup. Ooh, chowder! They had cornbread on the menu. There's a lobster bisque at Peacemaker, and all, there's a great French onion soup at Squires. I love French onion soup. There needs to be a restaurant that just does soup, right? Yeah, maybe. What maybe was the there soup is place one. called? Apple Applewood. Oh, Applegate. Oh, Applegate. They had a little bit of everything, though, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, they were famous for their chili. I worked there for like three months. Three months. Yeah. That's not very long. Well, then I went back down to Mizzou. Oh, okay. Well, I'll it give was, you an excuse. It was on, on my that. hiatus from. Yeah. Well, there is no clear path quite yet on averting a Friday partial government shutdown, but it looks like Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is saying that lawmakers are very close. Ike Ijachi, ABC News correspondent in Washington, has the latest. Do you have a good feeling about this? Well, to be honest, this is like a bad sequel to a bad movie that we've seen over and over again. And that's literally what we're probably going to get by the end of the week, which is lawmakers agreeing to an extension, not necessarily an aid package. Uh, House Speaker Mike Johnson has essentially alluded the fact that they'll probably get another week extension for that deadline to fund the government just to give lawmakers more time to try to agree on some kind of aid package. Now, whether that will be a short-term CR, a continuing resolution that lasts for several weeks, or a full funding bill that should last for the entire fiscal year remains to be seen. However, both sides have said that they're essentially close, uh, but the specifics of that, again, still remain to be seen moving forward. What does Mike Johnson say? Because I feel like everything these days is hinging on him, and not just him, but whoever happens to be Speaker of the House at the time. Well, they have a juggling act, and that is to try to advance uh, legislation forward But unfortunately now, uh, because of Republicans, the last Speaker of the House, uh, the Republicans are now essentially handcuffed to the far-right portion of their party. We saw former Speaker Kevin McCarthy fall victim to this for working with Democrats to get that continuing resolution passed. Next thing you know, that one-vote threshold happened, and they had his seat. He was essentially ousted from his seat. Uh, House Speaker Mike Johnson knows the reality of this, which is why you're seeing an especially flip-flop 
on many of his stances, whether that be aid for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, or even uh, funding for border security. We've seen him flip-flop time and time again to try to balance that act, whether that's a long-term, uh, uh, I guess, uh, that will work long term. It still remains to be seen. Right now, we know that this 118th Congress is the least productive in modern history. Uh, that's going to have to change uh, in terms of uh, them wanting to uh, further any kind of agenda. And the only way that's going to happen is if they manage to empower the Speaker of the House again and get rid of that threshold uh, that will uh, essentially start that vote. So, again, we just kind of are in what wait-and-see mode. Exactly. Now, we know right now, if we wait and see that extension, without that extension, we know that deadline will be this Friday, March 1st, where that partial government shutdown will happen, affecting things like WIC and military construction. And, of course, uh, that March 8th deadline is when the uh, that additional set of government agencies and programs will essentially uh, be unfunded. And, of course, 4 million Americans are losing their paychecks, uh, government mm-hmm. workers. You know, that's something that they rely on day to day, you know, week to week. That's all at risk right now if lawmakers can essentially get their act together and figure out some way to move forward by funding the government. And, Ike, while we have you, you're there in Washington. What are people saying about Mitch McConnell and this retirement announcement? Well, you know, there's there's essentially uh, adoration across the board, you know, Democrats and Republicans. He's the longest serving uh, Republican leader in history. You know, that, that, that's a statement in and of itself. Yeah. So, you know, we saw uh, House uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer essentially right after uh, McConnell announced that walk up to him and essentially shake his hand and congratulate him for his service. You know, obviously the two are miles apart in ideology and legislation, but in terms of mutual respect, uh, you see it there in abundance. That's good to know. Yeah, and you said that this is officially the least productive Congress that we've ever had. Is that right? That's right. The 118th Congress, you know, they judge this by the amount of bills and legislation passed and and motions and things of that nature. And just due to the infighting from Republicans, from themselves, not even being able to maintain a Speaker of the House consistently, it's been rated the least productive Congress in history. Well, do (laughs) they care? Yeah. That they are wearing that badge? Um, just based on what's coming out of the House, I'm not too sure if they do. And I did read, and I don't know if there's any correlation to this or, or anything, it's the second oldest Congress that we've ever had. Um, so that's also very interesting to know. And I think the answer there is that the incumbents, we just keep reelecting the same people over and over and over again. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of that, a lot of multi-term uh, congressmen and congresswomen there, which certainly uh, can help helps out with the average age of that. But, you know, that's essentially what we're seeing right now. But we're also seeing a new generation come in, a new generation of Generation Y, Z, certainly, certainly starting to come in again to the political conversation. All right. Ike Ajachi, ABC News in Washington. Thanks for your update. Thanks for having me. Take care. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Interesting stats about our current Congress. Yes, indeed. 1849 on this date, Heidi, February 28th, 1849, the 49ers, first ship of gold rushers, arrived in San Francisco. 1983, at the end of its 11th season, the final episode of MASH aired. 
Do you know what station it was on? CBS. CBS? Yeah. That's correct. Two and a half hour finale was watched by 106 million people, a record 77% of the TV viewing audience. 1984 on this date, Michael Jackson won a record eight Grammy Awards, including Album of the Year for Thriller and Record of the Year for Beat It. Coach debuted on ABC. Ooh. 51-day standoff in Waco began on this date in 1993. busy day. Busy day. David Koresh and the Branch Davidians. Do you remember? I remember that. Oh, yeah. Uh, And on this date, 2013, Pope Benedict XVI broke tradition and resigned from office. First pope to do so in almost 600 years. We had a scare with our current pope going to the hospital today, but apparently he's back at the Vatican, so wishing him uh, a fast recovery on whatever that was. Coming up, uh, we've only got an hour left because we are out of here early. Mizzou at Florida. Pre-game starts at 5 o'clock. Tip-off is at 5.30. But before that, Lauren Risley will join us with some tips on how you can maybe reduce your home insurance bill. That's coming up after ABC News. for this Wednesday afternoon, February 28th. HGTV show Lakefront Empire set in Lake of the Ozarks. A new show on HGTV is shining a spotlight on the luxury lakefront properties at Lake of the Ozarks. The show Lakefront Empire explores million-dollar lakeside homes in the Hamptons of the Midwest, as they call it. It follows six real estate agents as they hustle in the peak summertime months to secure dream waterfront homes for their clients. At a, according to a release from the show's production company, at least, the homes featured have waterfront views, custom pools, and hot tubs, decked out docks, wet bars, water slides, and more. Lakefront Empire premieres at 9 p.m. Monday, March 11th on HGTV and Max. I am all in on this. Mm-hmm. Give a ride around the lake and say, Man, what does that house look like? Every single time we were there. But is it is it set in at the lake, but actually filmed in Georgia? No, 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 no. Okay. This is Lake of the Ozarks. All right. Got to make sure these days till we get those tax credits back. Apple has canceled its long secret plan to build their own car. No, there was a plan. There was a plan to build a self-driving electric car. It's been going on for 10 years. You'd always hear whispers about the Apple car. And they've come out and said officially, it is DOA. Put it on the shelf. Hundreds of employees worked on the car. They'll be shifted to other divisions like working on AI, because that's where everybody is these days. Billions of dollars and 2,000 employees worked on the project over the last 10 years. They said while attempting to build the car, they wanted to build one without a steering wheel or pedals. Okay. How does it work? Remember when they came up with an iPhone and they're like, no buttons. And we're like, how does that work? Okay. Good point. They said they abandoned that idea since it was not possible with current technology. Hmm. You mean like steering wheel? Steering technology? But it was supposed to be a self-driving car. I guess you could kind of like, kind of... The way you turn up the volume on certain touchscreen things, like you just kind of turn by 
Tapping? Swipe? Yes. But if I, if I recall correctly, didn't Josh have an issue finding the trunk on a yes. Tesla? Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't I, imagine if you stepped into a rental and there was no steering wheel. Good point, Lauren. I didn't have a problem finding the trunk. I just didn't realize there was two trunks. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> the Missouri History Museum's reimagined 1904 World's Fair exhibit opens April 27th. You know, we still love to talk about our World Fair. Its legacy looms with the St. Louis Art Museum, World's Fair Pavilion. We've got the bird cage at the zoo, all part of the World's Fair. But it is a complicated topic. While the fair was beautiful and impressive, it also brought some pain and human exploitation. So the Missouri History Museum's 1904 World's Fair exhibit, as I mentioned, opening April 27th, will be a comprehensive look at the event through new and a different perspectives. Weren't there like... like come and see the savages and it would be people from other countries yeah i mean it, it, you know? there's a lot to it there is a lot to it but 120th anniversary yeah world's fair the eagles might be stepping in to replace you two at the sphere mm. out in vegas you two is doing their residency by the way did you see the story about adele yes i did she put that on pause her residency she is is she exhausted? She's sick. No. She's sick? She, yeah. Um, you, got, you got in. Just I got in. Yeah, you did, Heidi. She's going to reschedule all of those shows. But she, she, she called you to tell you. Yes, yeah, right? let me know. Because I know you guys mm-hmm. became friends. when you BFFs. Yeah. Adele. Uh, they're thinking for fall and winter, Don Henley and co., the Eagles, will take the reins and play the sphere. Now, my question is, do you think that that's the right band for that venue? It's hard for me to say since I really have not been there and experienced it. I've just seen the pictures, but everybody says it's a crazy cool experience. I'm not sure it matters who's in it because you're looking at everything going around you. My question is, does every band step into the same kind of choreographed whatever is going on inside the sphere? Or does every band have to create their own uh, yeah. show And then you got to the shell out some money to have someone design but is that the a three-hour show behind you. Are they going to do it for whoever comes? Because that's asking a band to do quite a bit. Well, I think if you're the band you want to have artistic input of what that show is going to be like. I bet... Uh, What's that song? There are oh, stars no. oh, no. in the southern sky. You probably look up at the sphere, and it's probably like a, a southern sky. Yeah, big mm-hmm. stars. And well, everything. I think whoever your the sphere producers are probably going to do that, and then the band would sign, sign off, off on it. But I don't know that you know. What's your concern about the Eagles? He what doesn't am, like the Eagles. I, oh, number one, so I don't it's just like a giant concern yes. in no, general. Number two, they're playing their second show in two years in St. Louis. They've been touring quite extensively. I think that that, you know, paying five grand a ticket or however much it's going to cost to go to the Sphere. But you, is that going to be the case or that was just you 2 That was in just you 2 in the first concert? I mean, you're probably looking at a thousand bucks a ticket. I mean, we're not going to out Heidi on how much she paid for Adele. <laughs> I still don't know. She won't tell me. But it's going to be a pricey ticket. And a lot of people have already seen them a couple times within the last couple of years. This, so. this is random. Do you know how much, how, like, how big the venue, like how many people does it seat? Ooh, I, I don't. I need five, to look that. Uh, five or seven? People? 
thousand. <laughs> thousand. Yeah. Everyone's VIP. Exactly. I'll tell you what. There's a concert that you can go to, and it won't cost you that much money. Not a five thousand dollars or a thousand dollars. And in the process, you're going to be doing something good for one of our. Uh, I think one of our staples here in St. Louis, I'm talking about SSM Health Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital, which is just a true treasure. If you've ever had a child there, you know what I'm talking about. But a lot of the things that they do there, some of the therapies, some of the incredible programs, the state-of-the-art equipment, the way they can assist you know, in helping kids heal and get back to being them again. That's all because of the Cardinal Glennon Children's Foundation, and it's a great organization. But you can simply go to Glennon Live, and it is a -a one-of-a-kind entertainment experience where not only are they going to celebrate the patients and the families and the caregivers of Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital, the first freestanding Catholic pediatric hospital in the United States— But it's an exclusive concert featuring Zach Brown Band. It's taking place Saturday, April 6th at Chaffetz Arena. You can get tickets. Just go to glennon.org slash live. There's always something to talk about when it comes to real estate. Lauren Risley, founder of Lauren Risley Realty, is a wealth of knowledge. Welcome back. It's so good to actually see your face because we've been doing this over the phone for a while. We have been. This is nice. It is very you guys nice. Have the red carpet out there yeah, and the we, champagne and we stuff. We wanted to this make sure that you quite, felt welcomed. Quite a welcome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm glad you liked it. You know, it's fun to talk about projects, and there are so many of those, but most of us are looking for ways to maybe cut back on our bills. Are there things we can do to maybe lower our home insurance? That's a great question. Um, so the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's it's that easy. You know, when we talk about curb appeal, it's like, you know, uh, paint, paint, peeling paint and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, jo- you and Josh had actually asked me about this. And so I reached out to my homeowner's agent, um, who's fantastic, by the way. I've uh, used him for about 10 years. He does my rental properties, my personal property, my car, uh, calls me every six months. He he looks at other rates to see if there's a savings. Oh, nice. And then some of the things I'm going to tell you about are things that he asks me. And I didn't realize that when he asks me these things, it's to save me money. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm on so the edge of my seat. I know. I know. So he said the biggest thing is credit score. Um, he said people don't realize that, but credit score is probably the biggest difference that you can make. So if, if whenever you you know, got your homeowner's insurance, if your credit has improved significantly since then, maybe call your agent and say, hey, I just wanted to let you know my credit score has gone up probably pretty significantly. Is there a way to rerun my credit to see if I have any discount opportunities? I had no idea that that played into it at all. Oh, yeah. Have you ever signed up for like, you know, like Spire or Amarin, but anytime you sign up for a utility for the very first time, they run your credit? Yeah. It's been a long time, I guess, I since I've had to do that. I know, I know. Okay, so that's a great tip. Yeah, new roofs, uh, definitely. Obviously, you're not going to get the money back by saving, you know, 200 bucks a year by putting a $10,000 roof on. But if you get a new roof, you definitely want to call your insurance agent, and then they'll ask for, like, uh, probably a paid invoice or something like that, and then your insurance will go down. And this is something that, I, I mean, I needed a new roof anyway, but I've got to call them and say, hey, I got a new roof. Yep. You know, can I get a better rate? 
Yeah, yeah, they're not going to go. Hey, Josh, uh, just uh, wondering if you got a new roof or anything. You know, <laughs> yeah. they're not. They're not well, looking. They're not looking rate. to save. They're anything not looking to cut your rate. Yeah. Hey, Josh, just give us a reason to help you save money. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So if you if you get a new roof or you've had a new roof in the last few years, definitely let your agent know. Um, you know, claims. So any claim that you have on your property, let's say that uh, your you know bathtub overflowed or something happened, um, if your if your what they're paying you is not that much more than your deductible. So let's say your deductible is twenty five hundred and it's going to cost thirty five hundred. He said, don't file a claim. Just 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 pay, just it, pay outright. it outright. <clears throat> yeah, he said those small claims add up, and when you're searching for providers. Uh, it does show up, and so those providers are like, oh, man, they make silly claims, or they make a lot of claims, or something like that. I wonder if I had a bathtub overflow and I had a claim, is that something I can call them back in two, three, five years and be like, hey, look, uh, you know, we we fixed a bunch of stuff. It's not going to overflow again. Can you lower my rates? Uh, I think not. Yeah, I right. think, I think uh, the ship yeah. has sailed. I think oh, that's man. a thing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's The tub a, has overflown. Yeah, yeah, well, so, you know, this past summer, one of my tenants, and it couldn't have been a worse time, but uh, I was on a plane to Puerto Rico, and you know how you can get texts, mm-hmm. but no calls or photos? Oh, no. So I get a text from my tenant, and he says, <laughs> sorry for all of the phone calls. Don't worry. The fire has been contained. Oh, <laughs> Wow, that's it. And he, I said, hey, I, I can't get calls and I can't get photos. Can you tell me what's going on? He said, sure, I'll send some photos. No. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm just sitting here like like just pacing oh. the aircraft, you know, two and a half hours till we land to even call anyone. But um, that would have been his renter's insurance. So he left the stove on, didn't realize it was on. It was on low. Chili was simmering. He had one of those rubber uh like potholder pot type yeah, things in the middle by. of the in the the center of the stove, which is so it melted. So it melted, and then that dripped onto the towel that a lot of people have on their stove on that Here little handle. Go. Yep, yeah. caught the whole stove, all the cabinets around it, the microwave, the countertops, all of that good stuff. But his agent, because he had renter's insurance, said, "How much is it going to cost?" And I think his deductible was like five thousand dollars, and it was like sixty five hundred. And his insurance agent said, "I would not, Do I would it. not use insurance." Wow. Really? Yeah, because you can actually get denied insurance. Like, in the future. In, in the future, yeah. I mean, I was going to tell you who this person is, but they're close to me, and I don't think that's fair, but someone that I know very well, uh, a teenager hit and run her vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, rear-ended her. They, she pulled over. The teenager said, I don't have a license or insurance. See ya, and drove oh. off. And so this person filed the claim with insurance, and then a couple of years later had a roof leak around a skylight. Had insurance come fix it, and a couple years later, that skylight wasn't fully fixed. It kept leaking, but the person, the roofer that fixed it was out of business. So when she called her insurance agent, her insurance said, if you have one more claim, they might drop you. So, I mean, it's... it's, And it takes into account, you know... The hit and run wasn't even We see the, the bundling, you know, Patrick Mahomes bundling everything, but your car accident might affect... Your homeowner's insurance. Well, and that was the other thing he said is the bundle usually does save you quite a bit of money. It it does. does. It does. Yeah, but here's the other thing. And I know there's going to be a lot of haters out there, okay? But in my opinion, using an independent broker, in my opinion only, is a very good way to go. Um, If you have State Farm, Allstate, they can give you State Farm or Allstate, but they don't go outside of that. If you have a broker, they'll go out to uh, travelers, travelers. Safeco, 
all of them all to just of shop. Them. National, they and they shop. Now they can't get you State Farm or Allstate, but they can. They shop, you know, ten different companies and then find the lowest rates. And so that's what my agent does for me. Without even asking, every six months he'll call and say, "Hey, I can save you this amount if we switch to this place. It's minimal paperwork." I'm like, let's do it, you know. Or he's yeah. like, "Oh, hey, but we have to do paperwork on every single thing." I'm like, "No way, nope." <laughs> I've always wondered why would I go to to a third party when I could just go directly to the insurance who have agents themselves, right? So that that really helps with that. They, they're a bit more attentive. Way. And, way more attentive yes. and they can they can find you lower rates sometimes yeah i mean it's like i'm like you're like flow right <laughs> like progress because progressive they also like right. search i'm like you're like flow except you're a male and you don't work for progressive flow. yeah but you're you're everything she isn't you know <laughs> I, actually the only thing you guys have in common is that you broker out the insurance you know and he wears an apron yeah, oh that's true yeah he does and a ponytail so yeah there there's some similarities there okay All right. Somebody is wondering, I know you're not an insurance agent. You are a real estate agent. Does an install of a whole house generator affect the homeowner's insurance at all? Do you have any idea? Uh, That's a great question. Um, I can find out. And we say this all the time, but call or email me anytime. Hello at laurenrisleyrealty.com. You're not going into any spam folder or anything like that. You may get invited to some cool events, but but really we just want to answer questions. So that would be a great question to email or at least uh, email so I have your contact. I'll text Ross, my guy, and he'll message back pretty quickly. Well, somebody else was saying, can Lauren share the name of her guy? I mean, I can. His name's Ross. It's not Flo. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Just email me and I'll share any info that I have. Um, but yeah, he's, he's great. I've worked with him for 10 years. Um, he's just super, super proactive. It's, it's fantastic. I mean, yeah. he's, he's such a good guy. Is he listening right now? Uh, he is. Cause he oh, just messaged me right. and said, um, said, Hey, homeowners insurance rates have been going up the last 12 months, even for people with good credit, hail loss in Missouri. So claims due to hail mm. have been very rough. If anyone got hit with a 20% premium increase, you can tell them that's around the average of what we're seeing the last six months. So even Mm. if your house didn't get hit, you're seeing those premiums go up. Yep. So I've had uh, Progressive because he can get me Progressive even though it doesn't work there. So he got me Progressive. And I think I've been there with my rental properties and my primary house for maybe six years. And my premium... I'm for sure making this number up, but the the margin is is pretty much there. I think my insurance went from like four thousand to like sixty five hundred. Uh, so as soon as that happened, I didn't even know because it yeah. comes out on you know it's in your home, it's in your you don't even your see mortgage. it exactly. Yeah. Uh, and he called to tell me and said, "Hey, um, I can get you with uh, Safeco, and we can get you back down to your original premium." So, so nice, yeah, and I would have had no idea. Okay, so one more thing before we let you get out of here. Obviously, energy-efficient windows can help eventually. We talked about the roof, and maybe slowly that's going to add up. Any other tips to save us money? Yeah, you know, honestly, I would I would use Google, good old Google. Or if you guys, do you remember Ask Jeeves? Oh, that yeah. Does that yeah. still exist? Oh, I don't think so. Okay. Oh, I don't think so. I think- Bing. Yes, yes, yes. Well, my my sister always asks me questions that she could easily Google, so I always tell her to ask Jeeves because um, that confuses her because she doesn't know who Jeeves is. But um, I would just Google um, uh, tax incentives, tax rebates uh, for home improvements because there's a handful of things out there that you can get money back on. We've talked about total seal before, sealing your ducts
literally they give you $1,200 on your taxes for having that done that year. Um, so I know Sweet. Windows, I think there's one with they have to specifically be the energy or high efficiency. Um, same thing with your furnace. If it's 90% efficient or more, I think you get a rebate um, on your taxes. So that's a great way to look into that. Um, and then just and call all your that in- adds up. Yes, and call your insurance agent. Just say, hey, it, what can I do to lower my premium? I mean, how many of us have done that? Mm-hmm. None, probably. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> and if just Ross kinda... didn't call me, I would, I would, I would be paying the same thing, the my whole life. So somebody says, so when you switch your homeowners, do you switch your auto as well, or he kind of does one by one? Well, so he he looks, and sometimes I'll get a savings with one, but most of the time, any place, any insurance company is going to give you a deal on a bundle. Okay. So usually it's like a bundle situation. Has solar caught up with i mean I, I a lot of people i know that got solar panels on their roof they say oh in about 10 years now right. i'll be breaking even yeah i've actually had two clients in the last six months email me about solar i don't know if there's a solar guy or gal walking around <laughs> door knocking in st louis but um solar is one of those things that if it's your forever home or if it's your next 10 or 20 year home i think for your own you know utility purposes i think it's beneficial but i think it's around twenty thousand dollars to install to install and then when you have to get your roof replaced Mm -hmm. the roofer won't touch the solar panels so you gotta have somebody take them off the solar panel company come take them off oh my god and then put them back on and then they could affect the roof warranty so there's just a lot of moving parts if it's something that's very important to you um and i know we're running out of time but there's a podcast uh that i listened to referred by a friend called it's the reveal podcast if you've ever but they always talk about new and hot topics and solar energy was one of them and just how tacky the solar fields look yeah and how much people don't want them but how great they are for neighborhoods and communities with efficiency so maybe we'll we'll get that special we'll dump list on yeah Yeah. and talk about that real quickly uh i was driving down the road talking with adam from lauren's office about closing my deal selling my rental property on friday the process has really been great i would recommend them to anyone that's frank so if you're in the market to buy or sell a home or if you just have a question because knowledge Knowledge is power power. there you go josh i was looking at you i thought you were gonna miss it josh three one four seven 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 five zero six eight four. You can email her as she said. Hello at Lauren Risley Realty dot com. And if anyone who wants Ross the man, that's yep. what we're going to call him. Ross the flow. Uh huh. Um, that'll really confuse him when you call him and say, <laughs> "Hey, Ross the flow." Just email me. I'll give you his contact info. Uh, super super good guy. Um, but if you like who you're using, there's no reason to change. But at least call your agent and ask. Say, and ask. Say, hey. Do me better, or exactly. I'm going to Ross by flow. You I know? like it. Lauren Risley, always great chatting with you. See you next week. All right, let's talk a little entertainment news at a different time since we're off here in the next uh, 20 minutes. After weeks of speculation, it's official Ryan Gosling will perform I'm Just Ken from Barbie at the Oscars. It's nominated for Best Original Song, and Ryan is up for Best Supporting Actor, the first round of Oscar presenters. Uh, On ABC, Jimmy Kimmel is hosting next weekend. Here's my question. What is Nicolas Cage going to look like? Oh, well, that's a toss-up. The long-haired Nicolas Cage? The... Clean-shaven? Right. Yeah. Did you see that uh, there's a baseball player? Connor, who's that baseball player? And he looks just like Conair Nicolas Cage. Oh, well, I have, have seen, you seen that. Have seen the pictures? Is this yeah. a famous player or just someone who's... I think he's on the Phillies. Making, making the rounds. Yeah, I think he's on the Phillies. Mm. Mary Poppins. 
may not be as wholesome as we think, at least not in the U.K., where British censors just changed its age rating from U, which is equivalent to RG, to PG because of the word hot and tots. Hot and tot is a derogatory term originally used by white Europeans to refer to certain people in Southern Africa. In Mary Poppins, the character Admiral Boom uses it twice to refer to chimney sweeps whose faces are covered in black soot. Mary Poppins, of course, came out in 1964. Oh. Five Oscars, including Best Actress for Julie Andrews and Best Song for Chim Chim Cherry. Oh, that is so, not good. No, it's not. Normally, how I'm did like, it take us this long right. To, to put those to things together. Yeah. Normally, I'm like, oh, it's all overblown. It's just a thing of the, yeah, of the time. Yeah, but that one's, yeah. Ooh, yikes. Timothy Chalamet says Leonardo DiCaprio gave him two pieces of advice. No hard drugs. Okay. And, and no. No one over 25. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> no superhero movies. Really? Yeah. That's no hard drugs, mm-hmm. no superhero. Well, this Dune movie. Yeah, does Dune not count? Apparently not. I think the he was talking Tim. more about the yeah. ones with the. It's a big blockbuster two-parter. Mm-hmm. It's not and a superhero. Get, get ready for the third part. Somebody Wait. says that's Philly's uh, pitcher, Matt Strom. It is Philly's is pitcher, it? Matt Strom. I'm looking at the picture right now. Does it not look like Nicholas Cage? <laughs> I've just seen like it. Nicholas that's kind of crazy. Taylor Swift's dad is under investigation for allegedly attacking paparazzi in Australia. But just FYI, Nicole Kidman once got a restraining order against this same guy. So maybe he's a little aggressive and this will probably all fall away. Speaking of, Taylor has broken a Billboard 200 record previously held by the Beatles. She passes the Fab Four for most weeks in Billboard's 200's top ten in the last 60 years, her 16 top 10 albums have logged a combined 384 weeks in the top 10, surpassing the Beatles' 382. Kind of crazy. Beyonce's country single, Texas Hold'em, is now the number one song on the Hot 100. And uh, just a couple of birthdays worth mentioning today. Uh Bernadette Peters is 76, and Mario Andretti, racing legend, 84. That's your evening entertainment report here on the Big 550 KTRS. This weekend, if you want to check out the St. Charles Boat Show at the St. Charles Convention Center, we've got tickets for you. Ooh, we might need to go as a family because now, you know, my mom and dad have a lake house. Do they have a boat? Well, my brother-in-law and sister do. Yeah, well, maybe. But we need all the other stuff that goes with it. Maybe you need another boat. The only boat show in the St. Louis market for 2024, Lake of the Ozarks Marine Dealers Association St. Charles Boat Show running Thursday through Sunday this weekend, starting tomorrow, ends on Sunday. Tickets are fourteen bucks, eight dollars for children six to twelve. Under six is free, but we've got free tickets just for you. I've got a four pack here, and if you text Boat Show to eight four one two six Boat Show, text right now, and you can have a chance to win a four pack for this weekend's St. Charles Boat Show. Which is always fun. I mean, because it's not just boats, but it's fun to kind of go and see how the other half live, even if you can't afford that 
beautiful yacht. I feel like they would take one look at me and say, you can't even step No, 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 no. There's so many other things. <laughs> they've got kayaks. They've got John boats. They've got any kind of boat. They've got the motors. Like, there is something for everybody at the boat show. Hopefully, uh... So yesterday I told you that Wendy's was going to do this surge pricing. Well, now they're kind of backpedaling on that. Jason Nathanson, ABC News entertainment correspondent in L.A., joins us with the latest. I just saw that Burger King is giving out free Whoppers kind of to troll Wendy's. So this really just blew up in their face. Yeah, it really did. And surge pricing, that's it's it's where you get into the distinction between those uh, different things. Surge pricing was never really on the t- table, but dynamic pricing absolutely was. They said dynamic pricing a couple times. So this goes back to the fourth quarter earnings call that they had. Kirk Tanner, the CEO and president of Wendy's, said that they were going to be upgrading their menu boards to digital. They're spending $20 million to upgrade all the, when you go into the restaurant, go through through the, the boards where you have the menu, that they're going to upgrade those to digital. And what those that would allow those to do is use AI to rotate in offers and specials and things like that, but also features like dynamic pricing. He said that. And then in a separate statement, they also said dynamic pricing. Well, dynamic pricing is something that's, that's been used for years in various, you know, many different industries um, on airplanes, right? The mm-hmm. seat that you're sitting in, the, the same person next to you, you probably paid a different price for those seats. Um, dynamic happy hour is a form of dynamic pricing, right? Yeah, you're paying less good point. in certain hours. Concerts. Um, so the concerts um uh, the movie theaters tried it last year to try to get people back into theaters they were going to charge less for the you know for, for the front row the middle seats are going to be charged more and then for different times of course when there were more popular movies um you know on a friday night and then then of course you have surge pricing which is what uber does and other companies as well when it's you know 2 a.m and the bars are letting out and you want to get a ride on Uber, well, it's going to be very busy at that time, so they're going to charge more. Or if there's a concert or a sporting event going on, they're going to charge more in that area because it's a more expensive time. Now, this is where things got a little confused, maybe. In the in the talk about dynamic pricing, some articles might have linked that to surge pricing, and the the the, the conventional wisdom was that Wendy's was going to raise prices at dinner time on stuff and people were outraged because you know families who you know are looking for a cheap filling meal they go to fast food a lot of the times for dinner um or you know just you know anybody does um so people were upset about that so wendy's is out with a statement today saying that we said these menu boards would give us more flexibility to change the display of featured items this was misconstrued in some media reports as an intent to raise prices when demand is highest at our restaurants we have no plans to do that and would not raise prices when our customers are visiting us most. So they very clearly there, they're not going to do surge pricing. But it still doesn't mean dynamic pricing isn't going to happen and that they're not going to re- or increase prices at other times. That's huh. very possible because, again, that's what dynamic pricing is all about. Very interesting. For a concert with limited seating, for an airplane with limited seating, for what else uses surge pricing? The, a burger is a burger is a cup of chili is a cup of chili. 
I think that this is ridiculous, and no matter what you call it, Jason, by the way, shooting the messenger right now, no matter what you call it, surge pricing, dynamic pricing, you're still raising the price when people want it the most. But you're also well. No, you're 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 not. If you're not, if they're saying they're not going to do surge pricing, then they're not going to raise the price when people want it the most. They're not going to raise it at dinner time, at lunchtime, the things when when people are going. Um, and the opposite side of the dynamic pricing is that you could have deals when times are slow, mm-hmm. right? If they want to get people in between those meal hours, they might offer some kind of deal on frosties. Um, another reason for the uh, the digital billboards and their use of AI in those menu changes that they say is say it is hot outside, so they might the the billboard might know there the menu board might know that and then push the frosties onto the billboard so people know oh it's hot you know associate that yes I'm going to get a frosty they might also offer frosty deals when it's hot yeah. now see um, they just really they, rolled this out poorly yeah. <laughs> they did that, that that that's the thing here is that they it, it was not it didn't seem like it was handled properly but they were very quick to kind of roll this back and also get some very valuable feedback not just them but all the all the uh the a lot of the industries because everybody these days is looking for ways to get people in the door right mm-hmm. no matter what industry it is that's just the case um since especially since the pandemic and the way people have looked at Pricing things and changing things and with technologies and apps and deliveries and all that stuff, everything has changed. So everybody's trying new stuff to try to figure out what exactly works. Well, the marketplace very quickly said no to this. So I don't think anybody else is going to implement it. Also, when it comes to surge pricing, say in the fast food world, why it's a lot different than maybe airlines and, and other places is that. If Wendy's, say, was going to raise prices at dinner time, a Baconator was going to be a dollar more, chances are there's a McDonald's right across the street where the prices didn't increase or a yeah. KFC right next door. So when it comes to fast food, you have a lot of other options where, say, for a sporting event, you don't really have a whole lot of options. Well, well, thanks for clearing things up, Jason. We appreciate it. No problem. All right, uh, it is time to wrap this show up because we've got Mizzou basketball at Florida. Tip-off is 5.30 pregame starting here in just a couple of minutes. What do you got, Josh? Less than 15% of men in the United States are six feet tall or taller. Less than 15%? Connor, how tall are you? Uh, 6'3". Well, look at that. Uh-huh. Abnormal. Yeah. <laughs> and less than 4% are at least six foot two. Oh, even more abnormal. However, in the NBA, 87% of the players are taller than well, six foot two. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the first book ever sold on Amazon was a book about artificial intelligence. Someone bought it July of 1995. That's when this whole thing began. And look at it now. That does it for us. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully you'll come back tomorrow starting at 3 o'clock. And until then, see if you can put a smile on somebody's face.